0: As what if gets more popular are people just going to use that as like like roasting people or like insults like hey what if you weren't such a big old dick dude <laughs> what if you remember to call your mom or like or
1: something yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah my,
0: my mom's my mom's watching what if she's like right dimitri what if you remember to take the trash out <laughs> what if you uh
1: remembered how to split the check at the restaurant or whatever the case may be? Yeah, yeah. That could easily yeah. become the go-to uh uh burn for somebody for sure. For
0: yeah. Sure. <laughs> We are live with another episode. Wait, another episode? No, this is the first episode of the <laughs> What If after show. But I guess it's another episode of the, the general series of after shows that we do for the Keeg. Uh we did, we started with the WandaVision after show, then we did the Falcon and Winter Soldier after show, then we did uh, uh the Loki after show. Now this is the what if after show. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira. If you're hearing my voice And seeing my face, you are watching our live stream where we're live streaming this show um, late night. We just watched the What If? episode one uh, uh, and we're live streaming this episode. So if you see my face and hear my voice, you are watching us on one of many uh, platforms, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or our main platform that we stream to, volume.com. You can find us there at volume.com slash Show. Or if you're just hearing our voices, then you're listening to the podcast. And that is great, too. Uh, that's on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, iHeartRadio, Ra- uh, SoundCloud, Google Play. We're on all of those. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, 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 that's enough talking. Who am I? I'm your host, Dimitra Pereira. Uh, normally, we have co-host Paul Lau. But uh, I guess the title of this What If After Show was, What If Paul Lau remembered what day it was today? um (laughs) i think that's that's, (laughs) paul will hear this i will tell him paul is normally the co-host he's been co-host for three series so far in the fourth series episode one he got lost in the multiverse so it is just just me your your lovable host Dimitri, but then we also have a guest, and that guest is Brian Long. You may remember him from Comic Talk, uh, uh, many episodes of Comic Talk, which is our our, uh, show where we talk about comics, pretty self-explanatory, that we do on Thursday (laughs) evenings. Brian, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm I'm super excited to be here for this episode in particular because uh, the first Captain America movie is one of my favorite MCU movies, and I just love the, Mm. the Captain America mythos universe in general. Um, yeah. Although I feel like we do have to mention the third host that's here with us today, over your shoulder, Uatu ah! the Watcher,
0: ah! uh, who, yeah,
1: <laughs> as we know, will not say anything because he can only observe; he cannot actually participate in the conversation. But
0: uh, yeah, he's here too. Uh, I want to talk about the Watcher, okay? Just Let's really, even before, like this episode starts off, and even in the in the trailers for this show, that that big bald guy with the glowing eyes and the collar and the cape, right? He's part of the universe. He is uh, a a species of of people called the Watchers. Uh, In Marvel Comics, there is one Watcher per universe that watches over that universe and records events, but cannot interfere, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The Marvel 616 universe, uh, uh, that Watcher in charge of that universe is Uatu. uh, U-A-T-U. But Here's the thing, Brian. Uh <laughs> this universe's watcher wouldn't be called Uatu.
1: Oh, I guess he wouldn't be, right? Because it's not it's... 616 proper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is the MCU. Or and now no. We're getting into well like... Well is it? Well, here's the thing. These are it's... multiple universes in the multiverse. Right, right. Shouldn't it be a different watcher every time? So he but
1: but in the what if comic book Uh Watts, who's kind of like, kind of like the Rod Serling, like Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's kind of like the narrator, because I think the trick is like, it's not necessarily, like, it is its own distinct universe, but it isn't, because it's more him just kind of like pondering, as they say in the trailer, pondering the question, what if, right? Like, proposing, like, what if this thing had happened slightly differently than, the actual continuity event occurred, so right. it's it's this weird sort of thing where it's like he is the watcher of that universe, and I guess he's just kind of bored and sharing with us some like bong rip uh, dorm room <laughs> philosophy of like, man, right. what if like this happens,
0: and yeah. then exploring the possibilities from there. Uh, I guess okay, I guess I can I can I can I can accept that. <laughs> uh also it's jeffrey it's jeffrey wright voicing the watcher uh i love jeffrey perfect. Wright. yeah i love him I, I think his his voice for the
1: watcher like it was funny because after he was cast i i did some sort of binging of the what a comic books and when i read the narration i read in his voice and it's it's perfect for this sort of thing um yeah yeah you you gotta have someone with real gravitas in their voice someone with a real memorable uh tone to them and i yeah I think Freddy would be the perfect person for
0: that. Yeah. Uh I just realized Uwatu sounds like Who Watch You. Is it supposed to be? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's a watcher wow. who watch um, who watch right, you. Right. Uwatu. Uwatu. Who watch you?
1: Uwatu. Who watch you.
0: Yeah yeah i we would i would have to ask stan and jack that but unfortunately we're are you around to, to answer are that. you as high as i am brian are we both high i, I think i've smoked just... i haven't smoked in years but i feel super high right now i think i'm just uh
1: like punchy from being up so late it's four in the morning <laughs> where i yeah. am so i think it's gonna f- have
0: that energy to it but uh no no yeah.
1: substances were ingested before this episode
0: the highest i've ever been was not substance related <laughs> The highest I've ever been was not even me ingesting a substance. The highest I think I've ever been was when I was in high school and I stay I used to stay up all night in order to get a project done and like <laughs> and you would just stay up and be deprived of sleep for so long like i there's there's this one time I did a did a uh, screenplay for a video project that we had to do on the Da Vinci Code. And, like, I wrote a screenplay for us to act out because we were doing, like, a talk show where we had the Holy Grail. Sure. It was super dumb. And, but, like... So you've been doing talk shows my,
1: since high school, is what you're saying.
0: I guess. This fake, was, I mean, it was a fake, was it was a gestic- fake talk show, right? Yeah. Uh, what if Dimitri didn't do that? Um, what if Dimitri just shut up? Uh, oh, what's up, Vaga? Uh, what's up, everybody? I was wondering. Nobody was here. I was like, where is Everybody. <laughs> turns out they were I all the up.
1: watcher they could only observe and not interfere <laughs> and, not,
0: and not interfere uh the big Which question for every says
1: that and he interferes
0: constantly yeah i mean <laughs> i feel like every science fiction franchise needs a character right. that watches but doesn't interfere but actually interferes but you know interferes all
1: the time yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um <laughs> oh so so we got we got the nor- usual suspects here. I'm super happy. You know what this is like, Brian? I threw a birthday party for myself. I uh <laughs> you and I we're here. We're sitting here being like nobody's here, but I forgot to unlock my front door and my front doorbell <laughs> wasn't working and like right, everybody's yeah. outside being like we want to come in. There's a the party, you know? <laughs> uh l- let me say hi to everybody. Superbeard is oh, out there. Please. Hi vaga bondage is out there high duck dodgers everyone four asked where's paul paul the joke i don't know if you guys are here let me just say the joke again what if paul remembered what day it was paul was supposed to be here (laughs) and he's not available now so that's fine um uh vaga bondage is here miss marauder is here miss marauder says it said that she could only comment if she tipped one, what a bunch of sellouts! I'm sorry that that, that was <laughs> that setting was on. I did not mean for that setting to be on. Uh, so, Superbeard is saying Uatu can see all of the multiverse in the six one six. So it's possible he sees Marvel one nine 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 or whatever the de- is that the go. actual there designation for the MCU? That's
1: that's the designation that I think has been given to it in different outlets because i know that they have like a that's like if you go to the marvel wiki that's the designation that it's been given although i don't yeah. know in continuity when that's ever been explicitly stated um yeah but yeah and it's it's also the tricky thing where like i mean obviously they they 616 in a uh far from home but you know that's revealed to be part of mysterio's ruse so the question of like what the designation of the uh, mcu actually is i think is still a little bit up for debate and could very well mm. change as time goes on
0: that's what uh uh super is saying that's the mcu designation from feige so all right oh okay all right hey. all right if feige oh. says it then i guess we gotta follow yeah him. um what what were we so basically so something about being high. we were just like riffing for a little bit uh <laughs> here's here's a big question now like what as what if gets more popular are people just going to use that as like like roasting people or like insults like hey what if you weren't such a big old dick dude <laughs> what if you
1: remember to call your mom or like or something yeah. like that yeah yeah yeah, yeah my,
0: my mom's my mom's watching what if she's like right dimitri what if you remembered to take the trash out <laughs> what if you uh remembered how to split the check at the
1: restaurant or whatever the case may be yeah yeah that could easily yeah. become the go-to uh uh
0: burn for somebody for sure yeah uh superbeard is asking was was mysterio's ruse based on the actual multiverse far from home technically took place after the events of wandavision and loki no because mysterio was from the regular mcu designation he just made up a fantastical story without proof of the multiverse i don't think anyone had proof of the multiverse they just assumed that at that moment in time there's been aliens there's been gods there's been whatever you might as well accept the multiverse, and yeah,
1: he pretty he pretty explicitly
0: says in that bar
1: scene that the the ruse that they came up with was completely ridiculous or something right. uh, along those lines. So I don't think we're meant to take, and that's his whole deal, right? He's Mysterio. You don't take anything with him at face value because it's all illusions and trickery.
0: Yeah. Uh... I love everybody in the comments right now. Miss Marauder says she's going to screen grab the What If logo and put it on her students' papers. What if you cited your sources? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally stealing that one when the school year starts. So uh, yeah, Brian is a teacher as well, everybody. Uh, I don't know if anybody out there has, has met Brian before. And Brian has been a, a consistent uh, 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 guest on Comic Talk on Thursday evenings. Miss Marauder, I think, has popped in on a couple of comic talks, I think. Uh, yeah. But, uh, uh, but yeah, Brian is a teacher, too, so, yeah. What if
1: <laughs> what if you use the comma properly? That's going to be a question right. I'm going to be asking a lot over the next couple months, I think. But then, how how old are your students,
0: Brian? Other high schoolers. They can take a, okay. can take a joke. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but it's like, hey, Mr. Long, Mr. Long, what if you were an asshole I don't know, just... what if you showed up to class on time Derek yeah how about that oh uh, m- Mr. Long what if you got a life man
1: <laughs> what, what if uh go to the principal's office that's how that would <laughs> yeah what if you get your ass to the principal's <laughs> office <laughs> and I am teaching a course on comics and graphic novels this year so that'll be that'll be perfect <laughs> yeah uh um, uh well, let me let me ask you this question while we're yeah. discussing questions. What is your relationship to the What If comic book?
0: Uh, I am not a crazy fan of the What If comics, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and this is this also ties in with this show. And uh, truth be told, we almost did not get a What If after show, uh, mostly because I'm like I don't know why it matters. What If mm. comics. It's the same thing. Why does it matter to me? What if Punisher was Captain America? That was one, right? Like, (laughs) what does it matter to me if it's not in continuity? The reason I'm so in love with Marvel and DC is the continuity. It is the shared universe. So the only exception to the what if stuff, which I think they're going to do in this show, is Exiles, uh and Mm. if you you remember the comic book exiles where Mm -hmm, different mm -hmm. characters from different universes in the multiverse team up to create a team uh basically then that matters to me sure because individual failed universes don't matter to me dc has a lot of those too right like those don't matter to me um Mm. But the question is, if, but if you get a bunch of characters from different universes and put them together into like a multiverse spanning team, awesome. That's what I'm here for. So Exiles, so actually, I love.
1: Yeah, and there actually is, and I, I have a, I did a couple TikToks about what-if stories that I think are really interesting and one's going to go mm. up today. There actually is a what-if story where Uatu gathers together individuals from different past what-if stories to form yeah. a team to fight Immortus of all people. Oh, uh, so yeah, yeah. So there's a there's an interesting like parallel between where the MCU is currently going and that particular what-if story is called Timequake. Um, so there's definitely some some seeds that I think have been planted which is funny to me because this is like some very obscure comic book that's probably been sitting in like dollar bins for the last like 20 years that nobody has ever really talked about and yet this, yeah this tv show seems to be pulling from it yeah I, I think I had a similar feeling to you for a while and it wasn't until this show that I kind of was like you know what let me kind of dive in um because what I like about the What of comics is you can kind of just like you can literally judge the book by its cover you can go like, what's the story here? It's what if Wolverine became Lord of the Vampires? Hell yeah, I'm gonna read that comic. That sounds Buck Wild. I wanna see what happens in that. Right. So I had a similar feeling, but I think what I have come around to, to enjoying about them is that when you have the restraints off, that like fear, or I guess I should say, concern that like you have to continue the story month to month, you can tell the writers have a lot of fun just kind of going nuts with the premise. You know what I mean? I think the what if stories that are the most interesting are the ones that are either buck wild, like what if Wolverine became Lord of the Vampires, or they are something that really digs into something intrinsic about the character that's maybe a bit more boundary pushing than you could do month to month. Um, I think the best what if story, which I recently did a TikTok on, is what if Captain America were revived today, which basically is this like horrifying dystopia where the 50s Captain America, who, for those of you who don't know, is like a racist monster, gets out of cryogenic sleep before Steve Rogers, and everyone thinks he's the real Captain America, and essentially Uh. turns America into this fascist dystopia, and Steve Mm. Rogers eventually gets out of the ice and has to fight him. And it's this really great story. It has the best Captain America speech ever written in it. But again, you can't necessarily do that. As we saw with the attempt at Secret Empire a couple of years ago, you can't necessarily right. do a story like that uh, over a course of many months. It works as a, a one-shot comic book.
0: Right. And that's where I also differ in what I like. This is my taste. Mm. I'm not saying that totally, what-ifs yeah, yeah. aren't valid, right? Superbeard says that he loves the what-if comics that because they're like official fan fiction. And they kind of are. He also says that just because something isn't canon doesn't mean it can't be a great story that people enjoy, such as, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, is arguably non-canon, but can people still watch it and enjoy it? Can people still watch the Netflix Daredevil show and enjoy it? Yeah, of course. But for me personally...
1: not to mention comics like Kingdom Come or Dark Knight Returns, which have yeah. questionable continuity placement as well. Right. And those are right. considered, like, some of the finest
0: comic books ever made. I think Kingdom Come is one of my favorites of all time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think those are the exceptions, is those, they they run for multiple issues, they tell a story. Mm. Spider-Man Life Story, amazing. Mm. I bought it. Yeah. Like, I bought it in yeah. trade. I read it in issues, I bought it in trade, because it's more than just a one-shot, one-if you know? So, you know, that's kind of, that's my taste because again, why do I, and I've talked to you about this on comic talk. Why do I gravitate towards DC and Marvel and not independent comics as much? It's not because independent comics aren't good. It's because I've put so much time into these cohesive universes that like, that's what I love is everything interconnecting. And when it's done right, that's what I love. So Marvel, amazing. DC, it's up and down because some like sometimes like New 52, they'll mess up everything and <laughs> I will stop reading DC comics uh for a little bit, you know, because of that.
1: So so it's interesting to kind yeah. of draw those two threads together of what you're saying. It sounds to me like the what if stories you like are ones where because they're multiple parts, you get that sense of oh, a universe being built and continuity being yeah. built from that. Yeah. Which I think is interesting and it, it, it kind of merges those tastes
0: together for you. Yeah. And that's my specific taste. Like yeah, totally. there, there's been there's been X-Men events like Age of X that created an alternate universe that didn't really exist. It was this weird reality shift thing. But like the art was amazing. And the character designs on that are so <laughs> super cool. So then that also sure. draws you to that. So it's like, all right, would I go back and I have Age of X, the trade trade paperback, because it's X-Men. I gotta have it. Um right. but like do I need to reread it? No, I mostly look at it for the art because the art designs are super, super sick. Uh, Tolliver Street right. is out there. Brian, hey. you know Tolliver Street, right? Yeah, Tolliver. That's my, yeah. my do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tolliver uh, says Age of X was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And then you're <laughs> trying to like figure it out. And then uh, Superbeard says Kingdom Come is one of the greatest comics of all time. I agree. For I think sure. Kingdom yeah, Come is yeah. better, than, better than Watchmen. That's my personal. That, and that's just that a is. matter of stylistic taste. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, and as opposed I, it, to it, it's layers. funny
1: because I i think DC has really kind of like nailed the else worlds thing down. Else worlds being their what if for anybody who isn't aware right. of that term, um, they've really nailed that down into a, a science because they usually take the time to make them multi part miniseries versus Marvel, where like what if was always kind of just this like fun, goofy Twilight Zone is super goofy. We're gonna do a one story and then move on to the next thing, right? Um, you know, definitely has moments of drama and pathos that are really good, but never took it as seriously as DC did, where I think they were like, no, we have a multiverse. We're going to really build out these possible alternative futures and timelines for these characters.
0: Yeah. Uh, Miss Marauder says she's never read any of the What If comics, but her favorite Superman comic is Red Sun. Yeah, Red Sun is an yeah, Elseworlds. So DC's yeah. Elseworlds are like Marvel's What Ifs. And Marvel's like some of Marvel's best what ifs aren't even what ifs. Like Marvel Zombies is not a what if, but like yeah. it's an alternate universe that <laughs> and it's like... going to be in this show. What if? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let's let's talk about this show and the events that happen, and, yeah, and we'll obviously go, go on ta- off tangent. Uh, you said you're a big Captain America: The First Avenger fan, right? You're yeah. a fan of the first one. Yeah. Um, well, I've
1: I've always had an affinity for the like. 40s pulp adventure aesthetic like your your indiana jones your hellboy your uh justice mm. society of america that's kind yeah. of just like an aesthetic and a a storytelling uh space that i find to be really fun and engaging or like the rocketeer which was you know directed by the same guy who directed captain america the first avenger uh so anything kind of set in that era is like catnip for me like you show me something like that and i'm already bought yeah. into it Um, And I think this episode did a really nice job of capturing that same spirit, that same aesthetic, that same sort of like fun adventure uh, feeling um, right off the bat. So I I think that was something that really drew me in and made me excited for this episode.
0: Yeah. Um, So according to the Watcher in this episode, the big choice, the one choice that created an alternate timeline was Peggy saying... I will stay mm-hmm. and not going back up. And I, it's been a long time since I've seen the first Avenger. I watched um, it earlier today. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. in preparation That's for the so that uh, you were <laughs> super smart, Brian. That is, that was a super, a super uh, uh, smart decision to make. So, Good on you. What happens in the movie? She just says okay and she goes upstairs.
1: In the movie, that whole crowd goes upstairs. They're they're all like observing from that observation booth. So it's it's not just her staying, it's like everybody stays down there. And because Uh of that, she clocks the Hydra assassin sooner and is able to prevent him from uh, you know, Erskine still, it seems like Erskine still dies, um, but in that process, like, she kind of sabotages his plan earlier, so he's not able to escape, and uh-huh. he ends up shooting Steve Rogers, so Steve isn't able to get into the machine um, right. because he's bleeding out, so she takes his place um, in the machine instead. Right,
0: right. But in the movie, they all go upstairs. It takes longer, right? Because Steve becomes Captain America, then stops the assassin. gets in.
1: So because they're all down there, he sets off the bomb sooner
0: okay because they're
1: all because when he was up in the booth he has the ability to like wait observe see what happens then he sets the bomb off and makes his escape but because they're all kind of like in that space he sets the device off sooner um and that creates the ripple effect that sets off this new universe
0: this was an interesting episode because it does make you think like are things better are things worse what's different and mm-hmm. um uh how uh, uh i guess uh what do you think about the animation because we have some we have some comments in the in the chat about the animation style how do you feel about the animation
1: I will preface this with I'm I'm certainly not an expert in animation. Um, and I'm certainly, you know, I'm I'm an older person, like I'm an older person. I'm I'm 30 something. Uh, I'll always yeah. kind of be partial to 2D animation because that's just kind of what I grew up with. Um, uh-huh. I, I will say that it it I think it shines the best in the action sequences. I thought yeah. the the fight sequences were excellent. Even for like like two D or three D, I thought they were really well choreographed. Um, The sequence where she is like jumping from plane to plane, that ruled. That was
0: super cool. Uh, Okay. Here's my, I, I, okay. That scene is, since I was a kid and imagining what a Captain America movie would be. Okay. (laughs) This is before the MCU, right? This is before. I always had an image when I like, this was like, because when I would go to sleep, I would think about, like, movies that I would want to do and think about, like, sure. like, storyboard them in my head. And so one of which was Captain America with the shield, jumping wing to wing, taking down planes and then jumping to the next plane. So, yeah, like, totally. I always wanted to see that in live action and it never happened in the, in the first Captain America movie. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this, I was like, oh, shit. It's been 20 it's been at least 25 years since I had the idea and that that that's what I wanted and then they got into your brain. They got into my brain. They they got it on screen. It's not live action, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy. That's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. And
1: and I mean, if the show's basically like 20 minutes of of Nazis just getting wrecked and what more <laughs> yeah. can I ask for in my entertainment, really? Right. Um, but yeah, I think some of the dialogue, the, some of the, like, faces seemed a little rubbery at times, if I had any critique. Mm. Like, some of the, like, mouth movements in syncing with the, the dialogue seemed a yeah. little, like, wonky to me. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a fluidity to it that will make the action sequences, like, a draw and really entertaining and really fun to watch if this first episode's any indicator.
0: Yeah. It uh, looks like no, Marvel is putting, uh, well, I mean, I think it'll just get better over time. And I think that the action was cool. I was trying to find a problem with the action and I wasn't finding a problem with the action. So then I just started to, I took myself back out and then I just looked at the story and that was fine. But I think they're hinging on what if doing well and what if doing, it doesn't have to do a crazy amount because I'm sure the views are not as great on the, on this as the live action. Like, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but enough that they're investing in a in-house animation studio for Marvel. Uh, And so the fact is they have such high hopes for this show that they're not only doing another season, right? They've, they've already, they're, they're, they've been in production for two seasons worth of animation. They've just released, you know, the first episode of the first season. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, they they must have high hopes for where animation can take them, which I think is great because it, Marvel animation sucks. Like
1: <laughs> like there
0: uh, there was a moment in time. The track record is it, not the best. No, there was a moment in time. It, it was good, and then it sucked because then they started mm-hmm. being they started putting like a, essentially it's around two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight when when like getting closer to the Avengers movie where they start swapping out the shows for cheaper animation and cheaper yeah, like everything yeah. you know which is um, a shame because
1: I, I know i'm i tooting an old horn here but the the best marvel show the earth's avengers earth's mightiest hero show kind of gets canceled for that cheaper animation that you're talking about and i think yeah. that's arguably the best marvel animated series uh oh ever. yeah so uh if, yeah. If you haven't checked that out I highly recommend it. it's all on disney plus
0: earth earth's mightiest heroes watching. Uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Wolverine and the X-Men. Great mm-hmm. show. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, those are like top three. Which, did
1: you catch who played Steve Rogers
0: in the no. show? Who?
1: It's Josh Keaton, who was Peter Parker in the Spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, why does this voice sound so familiar to me? And I looked it up, and he was Spider-Man
0: in Spectacular Spider-Man. You know whose voice stood out to me, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> you know, yes, you know. Yes, I was like, why does that voice sound so? Because he has such a distinct voice. Like, yes. I expected that. That I expected that cr- Colonel or whatever General to be like. I would have voted for Obama for a third term if I could. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which that's a real deep that's- hole. He. He only popped up in, in, I think the agent Carter one shot. I don't think he I looked that up.
0: Agent yeah. Carter TV show. Yeah. That was a deep yeah. hole, but I was like, Oh,
1: Bradley Goodford. Nice.
0: Yeah. Did they Fun get scene. Dominic or not Dominic? What's his name? Dominic, not Cooper? Dominic. The... Dominic Cooper.
1: Did they get Dominic Cooper yes. for Howard Stark? He was. Yeah. Yeah. They okay. they got a lot of people for this episode. I think really the only person who wasn't from the original cast was uh, was Chris Evans? Was Josh Keaton
0: playing? Chris uh, no, it was also uh, well, Chris Evans too. They they got um, uh, Ru- 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 Russ Marcand, who who played Red Skull in Infinity or in oh, yes, Infinity yes. War and Endgame. Right, right, right. I guess in
1: my head, yeah. I was like, it's not Hugo Weaving, but it's probably the guy who played it.
0: It's it's, Russ, uh, it's Ross. I think it's Ross Marcand. He he's he a, a solid he's a, impression of Hugo Weaving. Yeah, well, he's an impressionist but he's also an Oops. actor Perfect. so you see him you see him in walking dead and he's not doing impressions in walking dead and sure uh uh but like he does impressions and so he essentially became the impression of red skull by playing <laughs> red skull right 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 yeah uh, but then uh oh vagabondage says who was stanley tucci uh i think it was stanley I tucci don't, I don't know, because I saw Daryl Hammond. Uh, SNL legend oh, really? Daryl Hammond. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Daryl really, Hammond used to be the longest... Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was probably it was probably Daryl Hammond doing a tooch. Tucci... Uh, because Daryl Hammond used to do, like, Bill Clinton, and he used to do all yeah, those guys on, on SNL. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I'm cool with that. Like, get yeah. the impressionist. Hey. Give the impressionist jobs. Because... The goal of this is to make it so much like the MCU, right? You gotta have those voices, right? Right. So, well, so get the, the question
1: I wanted to I wanted to pose to you was how did you feel the MCU actors did with voice acting? Because I think that I think that the the DreamWorks uh, animated films in particular have kind of made us forget that voice acting and on camera acting are two distinct art forms, yeah, um, and that just because you're good at on-screen acting doesn't mean you're automatically going to be a good voice actor how did you feel the the actors did who were particularly mcu actors did in their performances in this
0: show i mean granted it's brief
1: but i was wondering if you had any thoughts on that
0: uh i mean i was fine with it i never noticed anything crazy um also you just have to back it up with good animation that can animate the face right and your eyebrows and whatever you're working with. I'm not putting down voice actors. Uh, Voice actors are super talented. Um, And you take a regular actor, like a live actor, and bring them to voice acting and they don't do too well. But I think that's mostly just because of like not knowing the tips and the tricks and having that like experience doing voice acting. And I think that if if a live actor does voice acting enough, so let's just say John C. Riley they'll just sure. they become a voice they just they learn all the tips and tricks over however many years and now you're, you're a voice actor so i don't think it's right. necessarily like they'll be voice acting and never live up to like true <laughs> voice actors you know sure sure yeah but yeah uh, i was just so, cur- i was curious to see yeah.
1: how well it would carry over I think for the most part, it was pretty solid. I think, no offense to Sebastian Stan, I think Sebastian Stan's a very good actor. I think some uh, of his choices in this episode were a little wonky. Um, oh, was but it? Overall, I didn't, yeah, there were some lines where it was just a little like, okay, I don't know if that's how I would have, <laughs> I don't know if that's the way to present it, but, you know, yeah. a- a- again, it's that weird shift in medium. It's not the same thing. And also, who knows, like, how much recording time they had. Like, you have, like, six lines right. in the episode. Maybe you're there for, like, 20 minutes, and then you go on. So, right. <laughs>
0: Right. Uh yeah, I mean I, I honestly don't have any complaints. I'm not looking too far when it comes to animated stuff, like I mm-hmm. look at the whole, like it's very hard for me to like completely dissect it. I look at the whole. Sure. I'm like, sure. were there big glaring things that I like that I didn't like? I think about that. But there's the most part, like, I'm like, well, did I like the episode? Did I not like the episode? It's it's mm-hmm. it's harder it's harder to do that for animation for me than live action where I can be like, let me look at the writing. Let me look at the characters. And like, I want to be able to see the actor's eyes and know that they're not just reading lines, but you don't get that in animation. So I don't feel the same way with my critique.
1: Right. And I also think this episode is much more of a fun episode rather than like an emotionally rich episode. You know what I mean? right? Maybe I will probably have more to say if there's an episode that has more sort of pathos to it versus this one, which was very much like a, we're just going to show you like a rollicking adventure through World War II uh, for
0: like 20 plus minutes. Right. It's a good first episode, like as far as premise is concerned, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I think it's a a episode that really like cleanly gives you an idea of what the series is going to be about in a way that's like tangible and understandable right? Like, Ooh, yeah, you've all seen Captain America, what if someone different had been put in the pod, and then we're just going right.
0: to go from there. And I, I, the I way... Was, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, what I was going to say, of a lot of this Marvel stuff, we get so carried away as fans. Uh, uh, Brian, you and I have been reading comics for a long time. Like, we know certain things inside and out, and we, like, it's hard not to get in our own, like like, echo chamber of, like, everybody thinks the way we think, or everybody has the same experience with MCU as we do. Uh, Like, why do we need to restate origins for Spider-Man? Why do we, you know? But, like, there are always new fans. There are old fans that forget. There are literal, like, people like my parents, where uh, uh, if if Spider-Man No Way Home has the multiverse, my parents won't watch it. Like, that's not their thing. Like, so... Right, right. So for this first episode to be pretty straightforward, I think it's to get a lot of people on board with the whole, like, what if premise. Like, my parents could watch this. They could watch this and be like, oh, yeah, things would be different. All it is is a simple switch from Peggy to Steve, or Steve to Peggy. Right. right? Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And there's a... Uh, when you read the original "What if comic books, because most of them are usually like, sometimes you'll have one that's like a double-sized issue, but for the most part, it's a one-and-done story. There's the occasional two-parter, but for the most part, they're one-and-done. So there has to be an economy of storytelling, and like you were saying, you know, there's that assumption of we as comic book fans know all these stories already. So it moves at a a pace, both this show and those comic books, because it's kind of like, you've seen this movie, we don't need to spend a ton of time setting up who Steve Rogers is, who Peggy Carter is. We're going to start with the pod scene, which in the original film is like almost twenty something minutes in. Like you could right. fit the entire runtime of just this show, uh, building up to the scene where this episode starts. Right. So it helps right. to have someone like the Watcher who can be like, "Here's a quick catch-up in the like very beginning of like what you should already know about this." Uh, premise that we're gonna s- establish now we're gonna show you how things would be different and then move at a pace from there
0: yeah um I mean I yeah I just think it's it's a solid solid episode as far as like getting people on board with this uh I'm looking forward to the Lego sets that come out because I know they have a lego <laughs> set for this they have a lego set for this episode uh I just bought a new Lego set first I haven't bought a new lego set in a couple months, but I just got a new lego set. Uh uh it's not related to this, but the point being is I can't get this episode's Lego set just yet. I will. <laughs> but uh are you talking about the Hydra Stomper set? I think I saw yeah,
1: that one Yeah,
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it. Oh no, you know what? Oh, I don't know if you know this. They're releasing blind baggies for these for what if Loki, WandaVision, yes, yes, Falcon yes, Winter yes. Soldier, blind baggies of Lego minifigures. I can't wait. I'm going I'm going uh I'm going to get them all. Like all of them. It's They're I, pretty cool. D- DC did one of these for 2019, I think. They had a blind baggy set for DC characters that that, that don't appear in any other set. So you had like mm. characters like uh like um like Black Vulcan. Oh like from the Super and, yeah, and like things like that. So they're not in any sets. Huh. So DC already did a blind bag set of like 12 or 16. No, 16. So Marvel is doing their blind bag set of 16 this year or or next sure. year. I think it's this year. I think it starts at the end of this year. But the point right. being is uh yeah, Miss Marauder says there's a croaky or Crocky in the blind bags too. <laughs> yes. As as the as the accessory for Loki, I think. Or for the accessory of Sylvie. I think it's accessory of Sylvie, but the point being is uh, I can't wait. So (laughs) finally, that's, I've been waiting for the Marvel blind bag, like just all these figurines, Um, uh, I I can't, yeah. Um, What was I saying? Uh, Oh, I I mean, they've been pretty tight-lipped on the premises, premise, premises, premises, anyway, Mm -hmm. of these upcoming episodes like mm, yeah yeah we, we know a couple of them but like what else is
1: there we could kind of make some inferences from what you the clips that you see in the uh the commercials you know because uh, right. obviously next week we've got next week seems to be the star lord t'challa one um i think from what i'm seeing the week after that is uh like what if loki had essentially won at the end of the first thor movie um right there's obviously marvel zombies uh, yeah i'm i'm looking forward to the um Oh, uh, which one was it? Uh it's the I'm totally biking now.
0: There's a zombie hunter right. Spider-Man or something.
1: Which I think is part of the Marvel Zombies episode. Yeah. But I think it's like he becomes the one fighting the zombies. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Which looks, um, I'm all in on that. Yeah. And and it's weird because they also, I mean, in the upcoming Far From Home, no, No Way Home. Uh, why couldn't they have named it Home Run? Home Run would have been so much better. <laughs> Like, because No Way Home and Far From Home are two similar of titles. Sure, um, sure yeah. They have, they, there's a mystic Spider Man suit coming out for that movie. Yeah. So, so, I I don't know if this
1: is deliberate or not, but the, the previously mentioned What If Wolverine Became Lord of the Vampires comic that I was bringing up earlier, in that comic, Doctor Strange gets killed by a vampire juggernaut and he He gives the Cloak of Levitation to the Punisher to fight the vampires. So I'm wondering if Doctor Strange gets infected by the zombie virus and the Cloak of Levitation goes to Peter Parker to fight the zombies. I'm wondering if that's kind of the homage that they're doing there. But that seems to be the direction they're going, which that sounds rad. That sounds like an awesome episode. I can't wait for that.
0: Uh, Vaga said there's the Killmonger Iron Man. Um, yes, that from, uh, was the
1: one I was trying to pull from my brain. I was like, it's very prominent in the trailer. Why can't I remember that? That's the one I'm I'm very excited to see. And I think- uh, Is it I Michael mean, B?
0: Is it Michael yeah. B's uh, yeah. voice? Yeah. I love yeah. him. I love him so much. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really
1: exciting to see that character back again. because I think that character really uh, struck a chord with people. And I think seeing him in these different lights and scenarios will be really- fun to see um and and speaking of like i mean that's the fun of what if and i loved in this episode the whole idea of steve still getting to be part of the war effort and getting to be yeah. in
0: that giant iron man suit powered by the Tesseract. Right. like that was fantastic i thought he was gonna die or quote-unquote die and become winter soldier <laughs> that's what i thought With iron happened. winter or something yeah yeah, yeah right um when Red Skull dies, Red Skull dies like a bitch. Like the tentacles come out, and he's like, "Huh, huh, ah! And he like he just dies right off the bat. That was like, such a Hellboy scene
1: too. Like I was like, he opens the portal, and like a tentacle monster comes out. I'm like, someone needs to write Mike Medolia a check because this is straight out of Hellboy. This is some real yeah. Hellboy shit yeah. right here. And like her wow. grabbing the sword and fighting it off. Like I was like, this rules. This is exactly. Where did the, the sword way. come from? It was on the wall of the castle. It,
0: it was, was just like, on like the like wall?
1: Ornamental display. Yeah, even the castles that got swords all over the place. You
0: know. We're, okay. I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was used or shown before it was used.
1: You no, know, it looked like it was in like, a coat of arms hanging on the wall. Oh. And when she got slammed okay. against the wall, she snagged it. And
0: Yeah, I saw her grab it, but I was like, did I miss where it was used before that? (laughs) But I guess not. Uh, But I I think the sword and shield works really well with the fact that she's British. And that, Mm. like, she's Captain Carter. She's not Captain America. She's British. Uh, Miss Marauder says, I'm just grateful that this series will bring us giant ladies and Captain Carter cosplay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: She had real big Barda energy. Real big Barda energy when she came out of that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I, I, should have I don't know i i don't know i don't know whether you know i have this i have this affinity for for scott free for mr miracle and i love yeah oh i, I know love, i love his relationship with big barda big barda being taller than him i love that i love tall girl shorter guy couple this episode was I, made for you yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I, yeah, no. I mean, I'm saying like, there's nothing wrong with powerful women, you know. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. I, absolutely. I, I feel like like that's often like, let's let's draw our women characters very demure and petite, and like mm. Captain Carter's kicking ass, and like we can make fun of the general in that in the show all we want, being like, ladies can't do that, blah blah blah. But like, a lot of us watching it still believe that stuff too. No, yeah.
1: like look at look at the comments on any like video of a woman who's like a weightlifter or anything like that, and it'll mostly just be dudes like, "Well, that's actually not that impressive," because and it's dudes who like are like in my level of physical fitness, right? Like dudes just like, well, "It's actually not that impressive that she can do that." Like no matter right. what, there's always going to be those dudes like moving the goalposts for women, right. and it's uh,
0: an embarrassment to our entire gender and uh, gay right sex together. Gentlemen, right, please. Right, um, uh, Vaga says strong Brienne of Tarth vibes. Oh, um, for sure,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I don't. I don't know Game of Thrones. I know who that is. I know who that is. But yes. um, um But if she's not um, cast as Big Barda
1: in, the, in a new gods movie, what are we even doing? Like she is who? Big Barda. Oh, the one uh, who plays Gwen- Brienne of Tarth, Gwendolyn, no. Gwendolyn Christie. I think is her name. Yeah,
0: I. No, I. No, no, not Fiona. I, uh, I maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm specifically looking for a specific Big Barda, given my, sure, given my, sure. uh, 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 stuff. But I don't see her as <laughs> as Big Barda to me. How does That's, this
1: always happen? Every time I'm on the show, we always what? end up in this territory, and I don't understand how this
0: keeps happening. What my 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 love of female characters. Or
1: what? No, no, no. You said your particular <laughs> stuff, and I guess I interpreted that a different way than maybe you intended it. W- wait, what did I say? I don't know. I thought oh. we were getting into Way of X number uh, two territory again, or number three territory. Again. Number three? Way of sex? Way of sex, yeah, yeah. Way I of thought sex, we were getting
0: yeah. it, ending up there again. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, I'm, I not think, dissing, um, I'm not dissing yeah. Cap- Captain Phasma. Vaga is saying I'm dissing Captain Phasma. I'm not dissing <laughs> Captain Phasma. She was great as Captain Phasma. The writer, the writing is not good for captain phasma she was a strong female character and the writers failed her the writers of, I feel like of, if you of Star saw Wars, her
1: if you saw her as brienne of tarth you might feel differently about her as uh, big Barda.
0: yeah in game of thrones yeah i don't get which way uh but oh, well, you uh, didn't you
1: didn't seem sold on her playing uh brienne of tarth or no, playing uh, or uh, uh, big, big Barda. Big
0: yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah um uh, no, I'm yeah, anyway, I love Mr. <laughs> Miracle and I love Big Barda, and I would love to see them do a live action thing. Super Beard is right, we're not getting a new Gods film anymore. It was going to be directed by it's Ava DuVernay, but now it's not. WB canceled it. Tolliver Street says, Sir, with multiple R's. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know whether Tolliver. a reaction
1: to the, the entire awkwardness
0: of our conversation. I, I the... think so. I think so. <laughs> um, anyway, the point being is, uh, uh, they, I, I want to know your input about this. They're, they're, they've been talking yeah. about a couple of different things in the chat. What do you think about the Marvel Twitter changing their Captain America uh, thing to to Captain Carter after four um, months of 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 Sam having the the Twitter?
1: Yeah, I think I think it it was a a misguided move on their part. You know what I mean? I yeah. think like they definitely could have promoted the show, but I think I think they didn't consider the optics of it. Is what I is right. what it is. Um, you know, I I try not to I try not to like make assumptions about sort of things because like sometimes people just like do dumb stuff and it has these like unfortunate implications to it when you do it. Yeah, and at the end of the day it's like these are just like social media interns who are who are like paid a pittance to like do certain things and they get these right. like these commands um i don't know i i have mixed feelings about it i can understand people being annoyed by it and being agitated by it um especially because sam wilson as captain america has faced and will continue to face an uphill battle in the eyes of a lot of people um because yeah. on the one hand you know you've got the people who like mean well but will always be attached to steve rogers chris evans and then on the other hand you have just the garbage racist people so right. you know that and when you take that away um i think i can totally understand why people would be upset and i think it is kind of lousy um i think it's something that they should have thought through a little bit more effectively before they did it
0: you know what i mean right uh yeah i i i think it's interesting when it comes to that stuff i think that like like, huh. Sam is And if they, Captain and if America they don't now. change
1: it back, and if they don't change it back soon, like, then we
0: really got a problem. Then we really <laughs> got a problem. I think that, they're, like, they're, they're trying to, like, if you change it too often, you make it seem like we have a different Captain America for a different, every flavor, like, for every, the next flavor of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But the only person who's not flavor of the week is Steve Rogers, but the whole... The whole the whole series of Falcon with Soldier was to say that Sam's not a flavor of the week. Sam is the next Captain America. Sam is Captain America? Yeah, right for sure. And he's not a flavor of the week. So if you change it, it happens. And this is something with social media. It's very interesting. For example, uh, I changed uh, most of the Keeg icon profiles to a rainbow Keeg icon profile uh, during whatever month it was. That was Pride that month. was Pride Month. Right, we're right, but I forget what month it was, because I was like, we support this no matter what the month is, I'm not going to take yeah. it off once that month stops, so I think the month was yeah. May, was the month May? <laughs> it, it, well, June, June, is Pride. June, 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 is Pride Month, so yeah. June turned to July, July's turned to August, I still have this stuff up, but like, it's not a flavor of the week then, right? Right, like, right. We're it's that a it.
1: joke people always make of like july 1st corporations immediately tear down all their rainbow <laughs> stuff and and go back to normal right. but it's like funny because it does happen like clockwork um And right. at, at the end of the day like i i try to separate the like who's running the social media campaign from like who's running the show like the people right. who created the show did not call it disney and were like make sure you take sam wilson off the twitter account like right. that that is not their decision so but I don't somebody up there made happen, a decision but, but yeah 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 and yeah. I think again they didn't consider the optics of it and it doesn't look good yeah. it's lousy right. and it reinforces again like I said that uphill battle that the character is having to face um, yeah. let's get some more information about Captain America 4 out there you know like let's yeah. let's reassure people that he is still Captain America and that that right. he's moving forward and that he's going to be prominently featured you know
0: yeah. Tolliver Street says it's so hilarious that they be quick with the window scraping. And I don't know exactly what that means <laughs> other than, is it like you put a rainbow on your window and it's Yes, exactly. Like exactly. You scrape it off. It off
1: like yeah, you're like July, July 1st, 12 a.m., you're immediately like, all right, we're done now. We can stop pretending to care. Where's that our straight like, flag? Where's our straight flag? <laughs> Let's put that up. But that's just like whenever you this is kind of the difficult thing about representation in media right like in whatever form it comes in whether it's you know television or whether it's something commercial you have to keep in mind a that it can't just be something you do for show it can't just be something that you do for you know like oh we're gonna do it for 30 days and then we can stop pretending to care because when you really look at it like some of these corporations are their policies really helping the lgbtq plus community in any way if you dig into it probably not but they'll gladly slap a rainbow sticker on something and act like they're inclusive right yeah um and then the flip side of that you know now we get into intersectionality right like having a female superhero prominent in this show is cool and great but her being lifted up shouldn't have to come at the expense of a black character right there should be space to be happy about both you know as someone who loves captain america I'm thrilled to see both of these characters get prominence. And I don't right. really like seeing them tear one down to raise the other. up. That sucks.
0: Right. Uh, and then the commenters are saying that she's, she's not even um, like captain America. She's not even American. She doesn't have the American flag. Right. right.
1: It's right. Yeah. she's not,
0: she's not captain Britain, but she's captain Carter with the British flag on the shield. So right. uh, why right. is she on the captain America thing? I think it's just for a, i think it's just for marketing reasons but i'm sure they'll change it back but don't worry we'll riot it'll be fine you know
1: (laughs) yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll
0: get it done i think with all things i think
1: everybody critiquing that is absolutely valid and i share a lot of those feelings i think it's like yeah Yeah. you really did not think that through at all and that was a bad move
0: (laughs) right right um uh it, it, uh, I don't even know if this person is is still here. Uh, uh, we had a comment on YouTube by Shiza, uh, Shazaib Chima asking, how did Peggy arrive to the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility 70 years later? Uh, like, well, I'm assuming that the... She went the into the interdimensional, portal. Right. So I'm
1: assuming it's probably like a quantum realm kind of situation where time is distorted in whatever right. space she was in. So she yeah. flies through there travels through whatever weird, you know, quantum realm esque shenanigans she goes through and then pops out in a different
0: time period. That the, the tentacle like the tentacle being was someplace else. It wasn't that yes, the portal it, was some kind of the, it wasn't being. The, the it wasn't a time travel portal. It was that the portal and then some other realm and then back through the right. portal again 70 years later. And right. the 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 space that they're in
1: is the the Project Pegasus, I believe, is the name of it, yeah. building where they kept the Tesseract in the beginning of Avengers that they right. were experimenting on it to open gates and stuff. So presumably, right. like it looked like they had maybe turned the machine on, opened a gate, and she popped out through there.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, it's a reminder that I do not like MCU Hawkeye. <laughs> Like, he's... He was there for five seconds. He's there for five seconds, but just reminds me how wasted the character was. Uh, Just like how wasted Black Widow was. Like, they wasted Black Widow, and they wasted Hawkeye, and... But to the point where I wanted more Black Widow stuff, they could have made it better, but but Hawkeye gets to live! Hawkeye gets to live and have a Disney (laughs) Plus show and Black Widow... You know, hey, Hippie Jill. Hippie Jill's out there. Uh, uh, Jill says, yeah, but have you heard him sing? I know Jeremy Renner has a band. I do not care about his band. I don't care. We
1: wanted a reason to like him, not dislike him further. Right, right. Jeremy Renner's band is going to be the saving grace.
0: Right, right.
1: What What if the Hawkeye show premieres and Jeremy Renner, like, demanded in his contract that his band has to, like, get a song in every episode? They're like Hawkeye does like a live performance at the end of every episode of the They Hawkeye. would tell him
0: to go fly a kite. All, all <laughs> I know is all I know is Jeremy Renner has to have somebody backing him in Marvel because he's been given so many chances. Like he like an opportunity, not even chances, opportunities should I say. Like for for somebody that does not matter in the whole scheme of the MCU. Yeah. Well, we'll have Keith Bishop soon.
1: That's just what we got to keep telling
0: ourselves. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, for anyone out there that, that is watching this, we do have podcast episodes of previous episodes, but if, uh, if you want to hear our black widow episode where we hate on Jeremy Renner and we kind of (laughs) cry a little bit about, um, how wasted the potential was, um, uh, I had two amazing guests for that episode. Look up the podcast episode for the Black Widow uh, episode of the Keeg. Uh You could hear more Jeremy Renner hate. Um. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, what what do you what do you want to see happen, Brian? Uh, going forward with the What If show, like what is what Great keeps question. you involved with this? What keeps you hooked? Well, I, yeah, yeah.
1: I think for me, it's just seeing them take risks and chances with the stories that they're telling um and and doing it in a way that's like not expected like i think from what i've seen of these these episode previews a lot of these are not you know directions i would have expected. like never in a million years would i have thought to be like let's put t'challa in the star lord role um, that's so random right longer. it is it totally is but it's at the same time like very interesting like those are two yeah. again two universes of of Marvel that I really love, uh the Wakanda
0: space and the Guardians of the Galaxy space. So They're opposite kind of, of the spectrum. Mash up. Right? Because if you think In about if you think about T'Challa, his regal, his regality. His, sure, his, sure. And yes, then you yes. take it to like space, nomad, like yeah. white trash kind of like <laughs> character. That's Star Lord, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: like, that's actually a good point. Cause it's very Earth, much like Earth the, is
0: kind of Earth is kind of the white trash of the universe, too. Uh, That's very much how is, the alien species of various
1: comic book universes act about it, that it's, like, they're, Space Alabama. They're like, right. sorry to anybody
0: from Alabama. Maybe I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, now they're, I, they're like, it's the backwater of the universe, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Earth is the place, like, do you really, like, nobody's going to be a tourist to Earth. Why? Right. but i think
1: that'll kind of be a fun thing about it which will be and you know it'll always have this sort of like air of sadness to it but i'm excited to see chadwick boseman's performance as t'challa be a little bit more comedic and light like it'll be interesting to see that character without the shakespearean weight of the crown uh hanging over him you know what i mean um or you know like the killmonger teaming up with tony or doing just doing marvel zombies like that's such a cool risk that they're taking and I like that they're willing to just go for it. So the what if stories I've always enjoyed are, like I said earlier, the ones where they do something buck wild and the ones that dig into the character and tell us yeah. something about them in a risk-taking way that they couldn't do in a normal comic book. Um yeah. and I think if they
0: continue that path, this'll be a this'll be a great show. I want the characters to team up, and I think they might be leading towards like that an seems- exile's an exiled yeah. multiverse type group. Yes, it definitely seems that way from
1: that one shot in the trailer where it looks like you get, you know, Star Lord, T'Challa, and young Thor, and uh, uh, Killmonger in a Black Panther. Oh, studio. Gamora! So, uh,
0: if Gamora is there
1: too, yes. Gamora killed Thanos. What's the? There's a premise. Yeah, like I, that. It, it's like it seems to be like she takes on Thanos's role because she's wearing mm. like his armor and has the big honking helicopter yeah. sword thing.
0: Yeah. 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 Um uh, Yeah. Yeah. So so I I want a team up team and I and I can't wait for that. I guess that's what I'm interested in. Uh, sure. I need that team up team. Um interesting <laughs> you thing love a team. that I, I I we've talked about this. I love I love teams. <laughs> because like man is not an island. You know what I mean? Man is <laughs> yeah. not an island. <laughs> um Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Vaga in the comments says, doesn't anyone else have a feeling that the what if writers just put all the character names into a hat and pick them out at random for the episode draft? <laughs> I would, I think it's funny to think about it. I don't think that's the case. I think there's a couple they, of things that they're probably doing is like plan. Yeah. There There has to be a master plan to it, but also I'm sure they were thinking to themselves, who do they want to work with? I'm sure they wanted mm. to call Michael B. Jordan back to the booth and be like, let's just, like, work with this guy again, because he's probably yeah. a cool guy to work with. I haven't heard any complaints about Michael B. Jordan behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, yeah. he's a good dude. Um, and so, like, know. I'm sure they were like, let's bring back Killmonger. We like the guy. Let's bring him back. People like like people like people the character. We like Michael B. Jordan. Let's bring him back. I'm sure yeah. that had to do with something.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that that is definitely part of the, the creative storytelling. It's actually really interesting reading interviews with the woman who's the the head showrunner and i'm i feel horrible i'm blanking out her name right this moment um but it seems like they had they came to kevin feige with like a ton of ideas which is part of the reason why they got two seasons was they basically had like 20 ideas that they were like these are all great we're going to split these into two seasons um yeah. but it seems like they came to him with like we've got this idea this idea and you can really see in the interviews with her the excitement and passion she has for this where it seems like she was often being being told, like, no, you can't go this far with this. Or, like, no, you can't do this necessarily. Like, she even, there was one interview I read where she wanted to do the Jane Foster picks up Mjolnir. And they had to be like, no, because we're doing Love and Thunder. Like, it was before Love and Thunder was right. even announced. And apparently yeah. she had an idea, they had an idea for a Guardians story. And they were like, you can't do that because chunks of that are basically what Guardians 3 is going to be about. Yeah, so there's there's lots of stuff where, like, they clearly came to the table with a lot of ideas um, that they wanted to explore. And when people are passionate about something and excited about something, that makes the show better. That, that comes out in the series. I'm yeah. looking up the name of the woman so I can
0: say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Miss Marauder says, I can't wait to be weirdly attracted to the animated version of Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, we all uh, are, yeah, uh what a uh, Vaga is saying and Vaga is saying terrence howard and edward norton oh oh because <laughs> the question was the question was who don't they like working with who do you think and it's yeah, like yeah terrence howard and edward norton yeah they don't like working with them so they get rid of them um and then also like they're you know and this is my theory they're not letting tom cruise anywhere near marvel like that's that's my opinion. Like I, I, I was expecting that to that.
1: be the direction you were going with that. Yeah. Well, cause well somebody because somebody
0: was he saying famously. Sorry, mm-hmm. good. No, no, no. Yeah, you were saying you were going to bring up Iron Man, right? No, no. I was going to say she, he famously likes to to
1: have a level of uh, authorial control over his his projects, which you know right. he's within his right to do. Uh, weird Scientology stuff aside, um, right? But he's right. also someone who like we'll definitely butt heads with the, the powers that be
0: um, on right. set. And whatnot. So that's who Marvel is not going to work with, is people who, who need, like, I don't think The Rock will ever be in Marvel <laughs> because The Rock can't lose. And this is something I've been talking about mul- on multiple shows for the past couple of weeks since I saw Jungle Cruise. The Rock can't lose. He never loses a fair fight. Mm-hmm. He never has a flaw that will allow him to lose a fight. He will sacrifice himself or he will get sucker punched. Fair. But he will never lose. And that's why he's playing Black Adam and Black Adam's not going up against Shazam because Black Adam would have to lose. We talked. Did we talk about this, Brian?
1: <laughs> I don't think we talked about this, but these are things okay. that I have heard, especially when uh, Hobbs and Shaw was uh, coming out about the contractual right. uh, stipulations of how many hits he can take and how many hits he has to be able to
0: return. and things Right. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Vin Diesel has the same thing. Yeah. But I'm sure that it does. He can voice Groot and have Groot take the punches and that's fine. Like I'm sure, cause it's not Vin <laughs> Diesel taking the punches right, and right. losing fights. So that's fair. Um, uh, yeah. Miss Marauder. I, I've said it a couple of times recently. It's ever since the jungle cruise movie that I've been pointing it out. So Vaga is saying Marvel wants to work with collaborators, and yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So I think that there are people who are too big for their boots, like Tom Cruise or or The Rock, who Marvel is not going to work with. Um, mm-hmm. On the flip side, who are people that they want to work with? Hippy Jill brought up Taika Waititi, and it's because Taika Waititi and James Gunn know what it's like to have people give them parameters, and they fill the whole like like they they're given the parameters and they do whatever they want within those parameters. And I think that they're fine with that, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I also feel like there's a degree to which they've sort of earned a level of give and take from the studio. You know what I mean? Like they've proven that their sensibilities are a hit and are popular with people. And because of that, like, that's how you go from like guardians one, which is a solid movie to guardians two, which is a lot more idiosyncratic, to the degree that like some people don't like it as much. I love Guardians Two. I think it's phenomenal, but you know it's definitely James Gunn being allowed to uh, to play in his own space a bit more right. than he maybe would have been able to on Guardians One if that right. film hadn't been proven to be so successful. Um, well, AC Bradley think... is the name of the head writer. AC Bradley. Oh gosh!
0: Okay. Shout out to AC Bradley. Uh, check out those interviews with her because they're interesting. Do you think Thor: Love and Thunder is going to be? To Thor Ragnarok, what Guardians Two was to Guardians One, where it's going to be Tyka being like, (laughs) "I can do whatever I
1: want." I mean, with with what they seem to be putting on the table, it definitely feels that way. Like, yeah, first of all, like the the two stories that they're adapting, which are all from the Jason Aaron run, are a phenomenal stories, and I highly recommend anybody who's watching to check out the Jason Aaron four run because it's just phenomenal storytelling um but you have on the one hand the Jane Foster story of her becoming Thor which is huge and on the other hand you have Gore the God Butcher which is a a intense powerful story um and Taika Waititi getting to run wild with it it's gonna be interesting it's I'm wondering if he'll he'll kind of lighten the tone of it a little bit um I'm I'm always gonna kind of I try not to judge things before going into them but I am curious to see how he's it. but yeah I mean the the premise of those two stories is so buck wild
0: that I'm, I'm excited to see what he does. with them. Right. Um, all I know is there has to like, they, it brings up the whole thing. Like, let's stop giving assholes platforms. Uh, <laughs> just because you're talented doesn't mean like we have to put up with you being an asshole. So Taika Waititi right, and James Gunn are supposed to be very wonderful people to work with, even though they're crazy as shit. Great. <laughs> they're still not causing problems. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah um, everybody who works with them seems to have really good things to
1: say. And hopefully right. this episode won't age horribly uh, uh, down the line. Um, right, yeah. But you know, the collaborators that they work with, I mean, you know, they both have people who keep appearing in their films and that must be for a reason, you know? So.
0: Right. Right, um, and so uh, I'm I'm excited to see what comes with Marvel, and uh, uh, you know how What If uh, progresses because I want to care. I yeah. want, especially because I have this after show. I'm stuck in this contractually <laughs> contractually to myself. But I think in. what'll
1: be good for what'll be good for you is you'll have a different thing to talk about each week. You know what I mean? Like, if you're watching a show that you don't like, you're kind of stuck in the same plot line. But with What If, it's like, every week's going to be a new world, a new universe, a new premise, and maybe it'll be like Twilight Zone. Some episodes will probably be like, okay. Some will be transcendent.
0: Uh, That's kind of the
1: risk you take with an anthology show, but that's also the fun too.
0: Yeah, anthologies shows. I think that that's also something that I'm not necessarily, like, into. Uh, <laughs> Which uh, lines up with what you were saying earlier about your feelings yeah. on, on What If
1: in general, yeah.
0: Because if you like something, it's like, look, it, it's like this. It's like, Brian, I'm going to give you a whole new girlfriend every single week. Every single week you get a new girlfriend, <laughs> okay? And And then it's like, oh. That many? And it's like, yeah, but once one's over, one starts back up again. And you have no idea what this person's personality is gonna be like. Right. So right, right, you're rolling yeah. the dice every single time. It's like, but I found my true love. She was three girlfriends back. Wait, this is but, like real yeah, life. We're moving on. Oh shit. This is <laughs> real life oh. is an anthology, yeah. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, kinda, you know. This is did I? Am I now helping anyone out there? Is anyone out there? Now like we're getting into, into the, the stoned thoughts we were talking about earlier. <laughs> really
1: stone thoughts for sure.
0: <laughs> uh, Vaga says that was ironically a Black Mirror episode. Uh, what? Which Black Mirror episode was that?
1: Um, the one isn't that the one where isn't the Hang the DJ where they keep going on the date and they like reset it every time? I, I'm not sure if that's. Oh the one yeah, I'm yeah, referring
0: yeah. To. I, I remember that Hang the sounds DJ. Sounds like episode. that one. Yeah. 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 I need to rewatch some of those episodes. Anyway, uh, I digress. <laughs> um, thank you, Brian, for coming on the show. Are thank is there you for any? It's it's always a pleasure to have you, whether whether it's on this show, whether it's on Comic Talk. Um, uh, I'm sure I'll have you for a Keeg Live episode sometime. Yeah. Um, uh, but do you have any closing thoughts about what if or? or any, uh, any questions from the audience uh, maybe to, to finish this all up? Yeah,
1: I, I think my, my I mean, I definitely am enjoying it. Excited to see what comes next, but I'm also a big old nerd. And I'm in the tank for this stuff in a, in a major way. Yeah. So yeah. I have a hard time presenting my opinion as objective. Um, but yeah. I think the question that you presented earlier, which I think is gonna be the ongoing question is, will people be invested in this? I would like for them to be, because I think this is fun. But this is also, this is the funny thing about where we are in the MCU now is we're getting to some real nerdy shit, like multiple timelines, alternate universes, time travel. This is like hardcore nerd stuff. And I do wonder if people will be on board, but I mean, people have been surprising me the last 10 years with this crap. So who right. knows? Who knows?
0: Right. Uh, Miss Marauder says, what if Dimitri learned to love anthology series? <laughs> and hit- <laughs> I don't, I don't I'll be was, it. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think that was like a crazy burn or anything, but Hippie Jill is in the comments being like, Miss Marauder, shots fired. I don't know what was <laughs> it? shots fired? I don't know. Maybe this is the <laughs> life we're living in right now. We'll find out yeah. over the
1: next couple of weeks how you feel. Yeah.
0: Um, thank you so much, Brian, for for coming on the show, taking time thank out of you your night. You. I know you're thank you're you're East Coast, so it is 5 16 over there. Well, I'm on summer vacation, so I'm just gonna go right back to bed. So Okay. Um, that's fine with me <laughs> yeah uh, Hippie Jill you a little heated D I'm angry <laughs> yeah. um, thank you thank you to everybody out there who are watching Hippie yes. Jill I don't think has ever checked out an after show before she's seen our other shows but thank you so much uh, uh, Jill for for watching this show thank you to Vagabondage and Miss Marauder and uh, I, I saw Duck Dodgers out there I saw Superbeard out there Uh, Thank you guys so much for, for coming here and taking time out of your night, you know? Oh, uh, Tolliver street. Yes. Uh, and then, um, I can't see who else. Uh, but yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching this show. Yeah. Paul, Paul couldn't make it tonight, but Paul will be back next week. So we'll be able to talk uh, to Paul, uh, and you know, say hi, you know, um, (laughs) but, uh, uh, Brian, what is your social media? If you want to say that out loud, uh you got any plugs anything coming up anything you want to say Uh yeah
1: best place to check out on social media is on TikTok uh that's Captain Comic Rex R E C S like recommendations uh talking about comic books all the time it's pretty much just comics I occasionally dip into mcu stuff but it's mostly comic book it's if it's going to be mcu it's going to be comic books that are connected to the mcu somehow uh, i just did a bunch of videos on um the what if comics uh picked out some of my favorites and did some deep dives on them so if you want to know a little bit more check those out um and then my old my normal plug uh support your local public schools pay your taxes your schools are well funded shout out to public schools
0: yeah um uh, I always like that. You always say that, and I always like that. Uh, my mom, Thanks. my mom's been a teacher. My mom's been a teacher oh, awesome. her whole life. So, like, uh, 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 there's if there's something that I support, it's it's teachers and teaching and Thanks. the role that they play in our society. No, not you, Brian. Other teachers, <laughs> just your mom specifically. <laughs> yeah, my mom. And has my mom met you? That no. Okay, so then you haven't gotten vetted yet. Uh, hippie, hippie Jill puts a gif. Two thumbs up. Thank you so much, everybody out there. Uh if, if you guys are watching this, please, please, uh, especially those of you on volume right now, click follow on volume. If you haven't clicked follow, give us a follow on volume. Uh, if you're on... Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, give us a follow on that. That definitely helps us. Uh, It'd be nice uh, to pick up pace that way. Um, Those are our live streaming platforms, but we also uh, are going to be setting this up um, podcast wise, uh, probably coming out tomorrow or so. Uh, I'm going to do that once we're done with this. Uh, Our podcast, if you want to listen to any of our podcasts, give us a cool five-star review, do what you can to help support the show. You don't have to do everything. Just any little thing would help. Um, you can find our podcast at uh, uh, on on Apple Podcasts, on Google Play, on Spotify, on iHeart Radio, and on SoundCloud. Yeah, those are the five. So uh, definitely, you know, support the podcast if you're into podcasts. Support the live streams if you're into live streams. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Keeg Show. That's the easiest place where you can stay uh, in touch with us and keep up to date with our schedule. Cause we always got schedule stuff. There's one thing every single day, uh, five days a week, we got stuff. So uh, it's a lot of work. So thank you guys so much for you, supporting the show, supporting me, supporting Brian a, here.
1: Uh, you need to make a promotional image of you with the infinity gauntlet and each gem is a different platform that you're on. I think that's what you need Oh, to
0: do. that'd be cool. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm going to think about that and work and, and work. Work that out. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian, for <laughs> You're that. Welcome. For You're that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> one for free. Enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, either way, thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for watching this. Thank you to Brian for coming on the show once again. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been the What If After Show. I will see you next week. Not Brian, sorry, but we'll have a new guest next week. Uh, I forget who is scheduled for next week, but we will have a new guest. We're gonna do the nine episodes of What If After Show. So watch What If at midnight Pacific time. 1 a.m. Pacific time is when you can watch this live stream and talk with us in the chat. But either way, thank you so much. This has been the What If After Show. Take care, everybody. Peace out.